everybody. I want to welcome you to Hope in the Pain. And I am going to have some fun with today's episode. First, I just want to welcome you because this show and this podcast is all about encouraging you if you're dealing with chronic pain in your life, whether it's physical, mental, or um, emotional, because all of that pain in our life really um, can be different, but it also is similar in that it affects our lives in similar ways. So I am here to encourage you on hope in the pain. Today as I'm recording this, it's on a Sunday, and it's not just any Sunday, it's Sunday that is Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know if you're a sports fan, but today I'm going to talk to you about some athletes that really have um, shared their faith in Christ in a public way, and whether you are a sports fan or not, you are going to enjoy this, and this is going to encourage you in your own life. If you're a Christian, it's really going to encourage you in your faith and to see how um, when we just have that strong faith, that foundational faith that nothing can change, that it just um, impacts our life in such a major way. If you don't have a Christian faith, then I just want to encourage you to listen to this and to think about what Christ um, can mean to your life. First of all, you have to think through if you believe that he's real or not, right? But then you also need to think about if you want to accept him into your life. And I just want to encourage you that if you do, reach out to me. You can reach out to me, um, send me a message on my Instagram account, which is hope in the pain, no spaces, just hope in the pain. And I would love to um, encourage you um, in your um, search for that. And also just hopefully provide you information and be able to see you walk that journey. You know, I have walked with Christ. You may not believe this, or you may be surprised, but since I was six years old, you know, I still remember um, the day that I accepted Christ into my life and into my heart. I understood what he had come to earth and what he had done, uh, the mission that he had and how he, he accomplished that. And, you know, I would love to share more of that with you. And, um, you may know this from previous episodes, but my husband is a pastor and he would love to share with you too. I have always been a sports lover. And again, whether you are a sports lover or not, please listen to this episode because it doesn't focus on the ins and outs of the sport. It focuses on the ins and outs of these players' lives and what they are dedicating their lives to. So let's go ahead and get started. First of all, since it is Super Bowl Sunday, I want to start with both quarterbacks of the, the teams in the Super Bowls. You know, I love how both of these quarterbacks have shared their faith, and it really has served to be an encouragement. So let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, kind of a hometown favorite, even though we don't live in Kansas anymore. Uh, I grew up in Kansas and until I was an adult and um, moved from there. And so the Kansas City Chiefs are definitely a hometown favorite for us. 
I want to share with you what Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, shared about what he does the night before every game. Um, and this is on video. If, if you even um, Google Patrick Mahomes um, prayer, um, you could probably find this. But he said uh, that he walks around the field every night before a game and he really thanks God for the opportunities that he has. You know, I think that is such a, a vivid picture of us um, praying in our lives, right? Um, he is physically walking around the field and he is taking the time to pray. You know, he says that he thanks God for the opportunities that God is giving him. And I think that's another um, really just beautiful picture of, of prayer. You know, I was kind of expecting him to first say that he walks around the field and he prays that he'll do his best, um, you know, that he will glorify God. Um, and not that he didn't say some of those things, but he led off with that. He thanks God for the opportunities he's been given. You know, I think this relates to us when we're going through pain in that, we can circle around what's causing this pain, whether it's a physical ailment, a physical disease, whether it's something mentally we're dealing with, whether it's an emotional situation, um, whatever it may be, we can physically walk around that. Um, or if we can't physically walk around it and pray, there's some other ways that we can kind of circle around that issue. Now let's think about this. You know, you think about Patrick Mahomes walking the football field. What's he going to do that next day? He is going to play on that field. That field will encompass everything uh, that he's doing against the other team to win. Now, sure, he's on the sidelines um, planning whenever his he's not on the field. But when he is battling head on with the other team. He is on that field. So he's walking physically around it. If it's a situation, um, maybe it's to do with um, a conflict in a, in a certain area. Maybe it's at work. Um, maybe it's at school. Maybe there's something physical that you can walk around. Maybe it's not physically walking around, but in a way you can physically go on a walk, praying for God, first thanking him for the opportunities he's giving you to follow him in that situation. Um, and yet there's other ways we can kind of physically, um, if I'm sorry, if not physically go around that that there's other ways we can pray around that situation. So what can we do? Let's say um, you're like me and you you have um, a disease or chronic ailment. In my situation, it's MS. I can't physically walk around MS, right? And some days it's even hard to physically walk very far, right? Because of my pain. But what I can do there's a couple of things. Maybe you're a visual person and you can kind of draw a square, uh, a rectangle, a circle that for you symbolically uh, represents that situation. And you can pray around that and you have a visual representation of that. 
Maybe if not physically drawing a circle to represent it, maybe you can speak it out loud. You know, so many times we pray kind of inward prayers, which is awesome, but there's something to speaking it out loud and getting it out of our, just our heads out there. And so it, it just seems to lose the power it has over us. And I think there's a lot to that as well. So I think from Patrick Mahomes, we can kind of take this lesson of, of praying in a, in a way and tying it to something symbolic that makes it even more powerful than just praying it as an inward prayer. Now, let's go on to the Philadelphia Eagles uh, quarterback, Jalen Hurts. And, you know, I remember seeing Jalen Hurts play in college. And when he first started out his college career, he played for Alabama. Now, Alabama is a team that's ranked number one um, many years and has won many national championships. I'll never forget the year that Jalen Hurts was a quarterback for Alabama in the national championship game. And I forget what happened, if he got hurt or if they were behind, but something happened and the coach pulled him from the game and put in the second string quarterback. Now, that was a really big deal. And I remember just thinking how he must have felt. Here it is, the national championship, and the coach is pulling him out of the game. And I just thought that would be such a heartbreak. That would just be crushing because, you know, that is what you had worked so hard for. And you got pulled um, because the coach felt like there was another option, another option that had a better chance of winning. I remember the next year, Jalen Hurts played for OU, Oklahoma University. And I don't even remember how they did, but I just remember thinking, Again, how difficult was that for him that, you know, he had he had poured so much into playing for Alabama and then his final year of college, he went and played for another team. So I saw an interview with Jalen Hurts and I didn't know he was a Christian, but this is what he said. He said, my favorite verse is John 13, 7. It reminds me to be patient. It reminds me to... Remain diligent and steadfast to keep God at the center regardless of the current circumstances. Now, John 13, 7 talks about this. It talks about Jesus saying that you may not understand now, but you will understand later. And when I heard that interview, I thought, I've never heard anybody say that that's their favorite verse. But yet what he said about it was so impactful to me to remain patient, remain diligent and steadfast, to keep God at the center, regardless of the current circumstances. And I remember thinking that totally resonates with me in the situation I'm in now and dealing with MS. Because, you know, I need to keep God at the center, even though my current circumstances most days are not what I want them to be. In fact, every day my current circumstances are not what I want them to be. I want to be able to do what I used to do, to plan my day, to accomplish a lot. Instead, what I have is I have pain to deal with and I have fatigue to deal with and I, and I have this way of eating that I don't like 
but I need to do it to see if it's going to work to subdue my symptoms, which in, in that case, I would be thrilled and it would be totally worth eating that way. But at this point, I don't know yet because I just started this new way of eating. I want to encourage you to read John thirteen seven today. Um, and to think about how it relates to your situation, right? All of these athletes that I'm reading to you about, I want them, I'm sorry, I want you to relate them to your situation, to your life, and how it can be encouraging to you. And so let's look at the next one. We're going to switch sports, and we're going to switch to KU basketball, to another Jalen. His name is Jalen Wilson. Now I have to tell you, this is my favorite athlete at the moment, Jalen Wilson. He is leading his team, KU basketball, and doing amazing this year. In fact, he is one of the five players in all of college basketball up for the national um, player of the year. But I have to tell you, that is not why he's my favorite player. My favorite play reason that he's my favorite player, that came out terrible. Let me say that again. The reason that he's my favorite player is because of just his toughness and his grit. And I've heard him say that no matter how many baskets he might miss in a game, he always has what he calls next play mentality. In other words, he's always looking forward. He's not going to worry about what happened, the last play, the last shot. He's looking forward. And I've also heard him say that he just wants his team to win. I've seen him pass the ball many times when he could have taken the shot, but he felt like his teammate had a better shot, I guess, and he passed it off to them. And I just think that's amazing. I think that's amazing because he's up for National Player of the Year, and yet what his goal is for his team to win. And I um, I know he's been through some um, obstacles, some hard times in his college career, um, just some choices he's made at different times and some things that have happened, as always happens in sports. Um, but... Here's what he said recently. He said, I know God will never fail to show me my why and my reason. Blessed is an understatement. Let me read that again. I know God will never fail to show me my why and my reason. Blessed is an understatement. You know, as I recall, um, when he came to KU, I remember Doug telling me that he was one of the top picks as a freshman in college. And he came to KU and there were a lot of great expectations. And I know early in his career at KU, I don't know if it was his redshirt freshman year or his first year or second year, but he broke his ankle. And so he was out for a while. You know, when athletes get those injuries, it is hard to come back, right? I mean, just think about everything they have to stay so focused on and so disciplined in, in order to heal and to come back and play at that level. But he did it. He did it and he came back. And then he made um, a really, really poor choice. He was arrested um, for a DUI. Um, I don't know, within a year or two after he um, came back from the ankle injury. And I remember reading what he said about that after, um, you know, he was suspended for a few games, obviously. 
Um, and his statement to the press is that he said, I'm not even going to ask for forgiveness at this time. I'm just going to do all I can to work and overcome this. I also remember reading that he um, had gone to his pastor and he had talked um, and, and really made a difference for him. And since then, it, it seems to me, I mean, obviously, I don't know the inside scoop. I, don't, I only know what I see out in media. But um, his faith is visible, right? And, and the statement I read to you is an authentic, genuine statement about who he is and about, um, you know, how he's looking at life. And there's been a few others um, that I've seen recently, and it just seems like he is really committed to um, God and to his faith, and I think that's amazing. And here is another statement I think that is so relevant and will resonate with those of us going through um, chronic pain in our life. You know, I know God will never fail to show me my why and my reason. You know, I don't know about you, but some days I feel like my why and my reason is so small now compared to what it used to be, right? I had so many plans for this time of my life, and so many of them have had to be adjusted, and many have had to simply be just changed, right? Um, I just can't do those plans anymore. I can't have those plans anymore. Um, And again, I need to make such smaller plans, at least smaller in my eyes. But I want to remind myself, and hopefully you as well, that the plans aren't small to God, right? He has a reason and he has a why for me. And as long as I follow that and I follow him, then my plans are just as big and just as grand now as they were before. Obviously, God has different plans, but they're still good plans, even though in my eyes, life is a lot harder now because of how I feel. So I just want to encourage you to... um, Give over your life, give over your plans, give over your reason and your why to God. And, you know, I have to do this every day, right? Um, And some days that's harder than others, right? And I also have to remind myself that I can't look at it like, oh, well, if I didn't have MS, I would just be out doing all these other things. Because the truth is not all of those plans would have come to fruition, right? And life would still have difficult difficulties and obstacles, they would just be different than they are right now. And I just want to end this by talking about Jalen Wilson. You know, he says blessed is an understatement. And many times on this podcast, I've encouraged you as I do myself to just stop and do a top 10 list of things you're thankful for. And I remember, um, last episode, I remember saying that one day that was really hard for me to even come up with 10, you know what, this morning I did it and I had more than 10. So there's going to be ups and downs and that's okay. But still we are blessed and we can give thanks to God for those good things in our life. The next quote I want to share with you is from Bill Self, who is the the coach of Jalen Wilson and the um, KU basketball team. Now, I don't know much about Bill Self. Um, I don't know if he has a Christian faith. I don't know. But I heard him say this. And I thought it really related to being a Christian 
so well. And it's something that's so important to all of us. And I think, again, it just takes on another layer of importance when we're dealing with pain. He was talking about the team overall, and he said, I don't think a team can actually be good until they know who they are. And I think we're still figuring out who we are and what our identity is. Let me read that again. I don't think a team can actually be good until they know who they are. And I think we're still figuring out who we are and what our identity is. Now, why I like that so much, and I went back several times and listened to it so I could get it down exactly. Um, And I read it to you twice because I think it's really important. At the end, it says what our identity is. We're still figuring out who we are and what our identity is. Now, I think this is so important for us as Christians because regardless of what situation we're in, regardless of the pain we have in our life for whatever reason we have it, regardless of if things are good or bad, regardless of if we're content in life or we are discontent and striving for more, regardless of if we're reaching our goals or we're not, regardless of if we're rich or poor or not, the truth is that what matters is what our identity is in. And for Christians, Our identity is in Christ. Let me say that again. For Christians, our identity is in Christ. I'm not a Christian with MS first. I'm a Christian first, right? And if you're not a Christian, I want you to think about that. What is your identity in? All of us have an identity in something. And for Christians, our identity is simply in Christ. That is the whole of our identity, right? We do other things. uh, We relate to other things. But our identity is in Christ. You know, I've talked about things we can do in relation um, to all of these quotes, how we can kind of go through and think about things related to our life and the situations we're in. And what I encourage you to do for this one is to read Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, the whole chapter, talks about our identity being in Christ. And I encourage you to go through it, to read it. Read it out loud. Underline the phrases that talk about who we are in Christ. But when we focus on that and when we are anxious or in pain or angry and we read that we remind ourselves of who we are what our identity is in after i've read that let me read it one more time after i've kind of talked about going through and reading ephesians 1 i want you to think about this quote um and then read ephesians 1 soon i don't think a team can actually be good until they know who they are. I think we're still figuring out who we are and what our identity is. The last quote is from a athlete um, that played football in college a few years ago, and I know him very well, and that's my brother, Russ. I loved this when I heard him say that, and I heard him say that, I don't know, a year or so ago, and I still remember it. He said, Gratitude is the language of the Christian. Now, I know that you know what I'm going to say. 
what we can do in this. And that is the top 10, the top 10 things. And again, so many times if I start getting anxious or upset, I'll just stop and I'll do a top 10 in my mind right there. Uh, there's been times my son and I have texted back and forth. So we each do five. I do one, he does one, I do one, he does one. It's fun to do with somebody else. There's times that I grab my thanks journal and I just write down all 10. You can make it fun. You can do it out of sheer desperation. Um, you can do it for whatever the situation calls for. But giving thanks, first of all, language of the Christian, which is a beautiful way to think about it. But also it just puts us in a different space and it reminds us who our identity is, I have to say. So these are five athletes and I love the messages of all five. Um, So let me remind you what they are. Let's remember together. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. He walks around the field every night before a game, and he thanks God for the opportunity. So I want you to circle, encircle whatever is going on in your life. You can walk around it physically. You can draw a picture and have that visual representation. You can speak it out loud um, without um, physically doing anything if your pain is too great. But to do that, you want to think about your encircling it You're giving it to the Lord, giving him thanks for the opportunities, which is asking him to come and work in it. Jalen Hurts, the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, he has a verse, John 13, 7, to remind himself to remain steadfast, to remain centered on God, and no matter what the circumstances are, and that's what we want to do as well. Number three, Jalen Wilson, another Jalen my personal favorite. He knows he has confidence in God that God is going to give him his reason and his why and that he is blessed and that he can count on God to do that. And we can too. Number four, Bill Self. Remember who our identity is. We're not going to be good. We're not going to be successful until we know that our identity is in Christ. And we're going to read Ephesians 1 and we're going to underline it. We're going to write it out. We're going to speak it out. We're going to share it with somebody else. We're going to do that and we're going to solidify that in our mind that our identity is in Christ. And number five, gratitude is the language of the Christian. We're going to do the top 10 and remind ourselves that we have so much to be grateful for, no matter what our situation is. I hope that was helpful to you. I hope that was encouraging. All of this was to me. It was not only helpful and encouraging, it was really inspiring. And that's what I also want to do on here is inspire you so you can live, um, you know, making the most of whatever life you've been given, the situation you're in, you can see God help you make the most of it. I always end with words of hope and I just wanted to end with Romans 8, 37 to 38. I find these super helpful, super helpful. It says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, nor any height or depth, not anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love how that ends. 
that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, that speaks to our identity. Our identity is in him. We are in him. And that gives us a reason that gives us ability to put God at the center. We can thank God for the opportunities. That's our language to him. And again, we just know that he loves us. And all of these things can be true in our life as we diligently seek him, as we diligently seek these things. I hope you have a good week. I hope these things will inspire you to have a good week. At the beginning, I talked about being a Christian. If you are seeking that and you want to just share that with me, um, you, you want to take a step in that, you're seeking that, you can reach out to me in a message, um, Hope in the Pain on Instagram. And I'll also have posts this the coming week that I'd love to hear from you on how this is impacting your life. Make the most of the day, make the most of the situation you're in. Thanks for joining Hope in the Pain.